Welcome to Full Body Frequency, the one-hour weekly show that celebrates everything full-bodied and fabulous. I'm Laura Rice, cultural curator, fashion designer, and your guide through the Full Body Frequency experience. This is the current through which we will explore the truths and explode the myths about the lives and loves of plus-size women. Since our lives shouldn't depend on how others see us, neither will this show. Full Body Frequency is a platform through which we will dialogue about moving through this world fully engaged with passion and purpose. Our foundation? Fashion, art, culture, beauty, health and wellness, travel, and love. Each week we'll go behind the blogs with some of your favorite and soon-to-be favorite bloggers with the flow. Our Global Hotness segment brings you the world as we explore the international adventures of plus-size women everywhere. We'll change frequencies and explore life's possibilities. Plus One is your takeaway for the week. And because we want to hear from you, send us some listener love on Facebook at Full Body Frequency or FullBodyFrequency at gmail.com. This week's Full Body Frequency contains explicit content and subject matter that is unsuitable to some listeners. Discretion is advised. Every year, so many of us get caught up in the franticness of Valentine's Day. And those without significant others are often just waiting for this lover's day to pass. This is no way to live. Today, we're talking about what you can do, coupled up or not, to tap into your full body frequency via sensuality and pleasure. In this week's flow, fashion designer and couturier Kanye Gilmore shares how lingerie makes your life and world around you so much better. At a loss for what items you really need, where to purchase quality garments, and how to take care of them? Just stay tuned. Forget global warming. Full Body Frequency has something hotter. Kizamba, the world's sexiest dance, has hit these shores and is taking North America by storm. Cultural curator, photographer, and Angolan Cesar Wilson, along with world champion dancers and Kizamba instructors Ken Amorio and Annette Austin, stop by to introduce you to the dance that will ignite your fire. If that's not enough, we'll change frequencies with Vanessa Brown, owner of Pink Kitty, a romance and novelty store. Brown is also an ordained minister and certified sexologist. She'll show how ministry, marital and couples counseling, and sex toys work together to fuel plus-size passion. It's Full Body Frequency. Visible, viable, voluptuous radio. Stay tuned. Apart. I 
This is Full Body Frequency, and I'm Laura Rice. Again, today's program on sensuality and pleasure contains explicit content and subject matter that is unsuitable to some listeners. Discretion is advised. Joining me in the flow is Kanye Gilmore, a sustainable personal stylist, health advocate, and yoga instructor. She is dedicated to supporting others to align their personal style, healthy living, and social consciousness. A graduate of Howard University, Instituto de Moto Burgo in Milan, the Fashion Institute of Technology, and Maison Sappho French Couturier in New York City. Kanya has applied her fashion experience from all angles of the industry, working organically and comprehensively with clients, be they petite, plus size, or somewhere in between. Specializing in intimate apparel, her strengths lie in understanding the changes women would like to make, how they wish to feel and then collaborating with them to develop a sustainable, personal, and intimate style. Kanya, welcome. Why is what you wear underneath your clothing and in your boudoir as important as what you wear out in the world, whether or not anyone, but you sees it? My philosophy is, is that your intimates are just that. They are the first thing that you put on in the morning and the last items you take off in the evening. They are literally the closest and most private items we have on our bodies. As we dress for the day and we like layer in pieces and take stuff off and so forth, your lingerie are the one continent that you have. They usually also the only items that no one else sees and no one else feels, just you and maybe one other person. So other people, they can, you know, so it's really something that is intimately for you. It's uniquely and intimately for you, so why would you shortchange yourself? Only focus on what you show outwardly to the world. 
the intimate pieces that you choose in the morning or in the course of your day reflect how you feel about yourself and what the tone of your day will be. And that all starts, you know, when you're getting dressed in your boudoir with all your pieces and the choices that you have. And you can decide, depending on your mood or your style, feel, and test that you have for that day, you can choose lingerie that makes you feel sweet or that makes you feel playful, sensual, or practical. So I, that's why I think it's so empowering and so important for women to kind of like see this as not just something they just have to just put on and just do. What are the items that every woman should have in her lingerie or undergarment collection? Um, I would say that it can vary um, depending on the personality of, of the woman, but usually I do have like a few must-haves that I feel that most women should have. And um, one would be a nude T-shirt bra, which I know is not the easiest thing to find. But when you find one <laughs> that mm. fits you, you buy several you know, pairs of it. A good convertible strapless bra, um, a black lace bra and, like, matching panty lace set. And my favorite is the date night bra and panty set. <laughs> Even if you're not dating, if you're single, if you're married, especially if you're married, you should be having a date night. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a camisole. I love camisole. They are a wonderful piece to wear alone or as layering pieces. Hosiery, I definitely feel that women should have that in their, in their boudoir because even if you don't wear a hosiery on a regular basis, there's always this instance that comes up and you need some good hosiery. And what are you doing? You're like running around like crazy trying to find your size, trying to find your color. So it's always good to just have a good pair on hand to alleviate all that. And so another one of my favorites would be um, the bias cut silk chemise or slip. And, yes, I do know that trips are not the easiest things also to find. So this is a great opportunity to also, you know, treat yourself and have one made. So we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But um, I, I, I really like the idea of women having at least one good silk chemise for slip in their closet and a beautiful robe, whether that's, you know, cotton for you or if that's silk for you, but something that makes you feel beautiful and luscious. Now, are there items that we should let go? Oh, yes. There are definitely items that we should let go. Anything that does not fit, that has tears, holes, that are threadbare, stains, snags, rips, funky elastic, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, anything that is not pristine. And when I say pristine, I do mean pristine. <laughs> because remember, this is what you're putting the closest and wearing the longest on your body. So, yes, I do need pristine. And I would also say, as far as something to um, get rid of, would be the bad habit of not taking loving, gentle care of yourself and your lingerie. And that's in the care of yourself and the care of your lingerie. You know, washing your lingerie correctly, not using, you know, a regular detergent that has all kinds of harsh chemicals that can damage, you know, delicate fabrics. Mm -hmm. Some people, they wash them by hand, but you can still wash them in a washing machine. But just, you know, take the time to place them in a mesh 
lingerie bag. The simple things like that will extend the life of your lingerie and keep them from snagging on anything and damaging other, you know, garments while they're in the machine. Oh, that's great. That's really great advice. What's the process for discovering, then incorporating your personal style, including color, into your lingerie and undergarment wardrobe, particularly for women who are, who are novices or who are tapping back into her full body frequency? Are there wardrobe professionals that uh, specialize in lingerie and undergarment consulting, and how do we find them? I would say that this is a great opportunity for women to step back <laughs> and focus on what they really want, especially when thinking about color and style of, you know, garments, of lingerie. You know, a lot of times we gravitate towards what we see in magazines or what we see in billboards and so forth, and that might, that might not necessarily be your individual style. So really it's about, you know, honing in first about really want, how you really want to feel. So I would say yes, you know, it would there are definitely wardrobe specialists out there that can assist you that specialize in intimates. And I would start by looking for them in lingerie shops in your city, um, that specialize in intimate apparel only. And then or you could go to your local department store's lingerie department. Both of them you will find people who are qualified and definitely want to help you in your search you know, to find the perfect lingerie. Myself, personally, when I start working with a client, I usually have them take, like, my version of a lingerie style quiz, and basically that helps me to narrow down what their, you know, predominant lingerie style fit personality is. And I factor in lifestyle, finances, personality, anything that you want me to factor in. Um, and, of course, this does not mean that you, you have to stick strictly to this style, but it just means this is what you naturally gravitate towards most often. Women actually have a number of different options that they can use. They can, you know, work with someone like a stylist, or they can go into a sales shop and work with a, a stylist there. And I would say that if you feel like you need more personal attention, then that might be where you go and try to get, like, a wardrobe stylist rather than just going to a boutique. But definitely try going to a boutique first. And that's also a great place to find recommendations for consultants. And also high-end, if you want a high-end piece, um, people can do custom work, and they can make custom pieces for you if they're not available in the market right now. I, I remember as a child growing up, my grandmother often wore bed jackets, just beautiful, beautiful, glamorous bed jackets. And you just mentioned our options for custom and couture pieces. So we're going to go back to, say, the boutique and ask for their recommendations for designers. Is that how we do it? I think it's such a wonderful time in, in, in the world that we really do have access to stuff like this. Um, there are so many people who are amazing, you know, seamstresses and amazing couturiers and amazing designers, and they do custom work. Um, so, yeah, I do find that um, a lingerie boutique store, they often um, hire these people to make alterations for people if they don't already work for the boutique. So they are really good sources to find someone that's going to do custom work for you. 
for the type of garment that you're talking about. But I would say that um, we, we, we are also in like a very fast kind of generation of like, gotta have this right now, gotta have this right now. When you are, you know, working with someone to get a custom piece made, you just have to remember to carry your patience because it does take time. It's not like just pulling something off of a rack. Because you have to remember that this is going to be fit specifically for your body using the fabric that you choose, the material that you and the person who's making it feels is the best for this garment. You're going to be choosing a color, and you're going to be choosing a design. So all of that's an investment. It's an investment in your time, and it's an investment in your money. But it's definitely worth it. So I would say you're only limited by your imagination and the amount of investment that you're willing to put into it. Based on your work as a technical designer, what are some fit tips for full-figured women when trying and buying lingerie? Um, the first thing I would say is that, I mean, I'm sure women hear this all the time, but this is very important. Buy a supportive bra that fits you. It's the future you, but the you now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's one reason why you want to work with a specialist to get the correct fit, especially if you can't remember the last time you bought a bra. You know, let go of this ideal size, number, or letter combination that we all have in our head. Every woman from A to J cup needs to try before she buys. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. Try before you buy. And um, without going into too much nuance, I would say to remember it's much better to lift than to divide and conquer. So put on <laughs> one fit and don't worry about the size label. I could just say that all day, all day, all day, you know. And if you want, I can just give you a quick example sure. of something that I know that women do sometimes. So if you go into a store boutique or you're online and you notice they did, you see this beautiful bra that you love and they don't have your size. And so you know, say, for example, you're a 40E, and you decide, well, I'll just size down to a 40D, thinking it's all the same. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not the same. If you wear a band that isn't the correct size, everything is thrown off. For example, your breath will hang over to the cuffs in the front. Um, your shoulder straps will dig in, and the band will ride up in the back. And this also will affect your posture because it's causing your shoulder and your chest to slump over. And a lot of women experience this when they're wearing the incorrect fit, and that's why they complain and they're always tugging at their bras. So that's something to definitely, you know, like consider when you're like, oh, I don't want to pay a higher price. But then at the same time, how much, you know, is being comfortable worth to you? That's really something to think about. What are some of the trends and innovations happening in lingerie and undergarments? Um, there are all kinds of different innovations and trends are ever-changing. I work mostly in um, the couture realm, so it doesn't really change that much um, what our clients usually want. Um, it's usually silk handwork um, using, like, French lace. And usually the... Um, the lace is knit specifically for the garment by hand in Belgium or France. So I can't really speak to some of the innovations. Like if you're 
shopping more like Victoria's Secret, and there are gamut of technology that they're putting into some of their fabrics that they're using for gowns and pajamas and robes. And, and of course, everybody knows about the technology that they put into the bras. So I would say that there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> All of it I can't speak to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the, the, I would say the trends, the trends, once again, because I like to really focus on the individual person and not what um, the trend or the market is bearing because I think it's always very easy for us to just buy what's in the store and what we see on the mannequin, not necessarily what we want to wear. And I like to focus on getting people to think about what they want to wear, not just what they see in the magazine. So it's a whole process of getting to your own personal style well, Kanye Gilmore, thank you so much for joining us on Full Body Frequency. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a wonderful time talking to you. For more information about Kanye Gilmore and to take her questionnaire before you make future lingerie and undergarment purchases, visit the Full Body Frequency Facebook page.
Welcome back to Full Body Frequency. I'm Laura Rice. Today we're talking sensuality and personal pleasure. This conversation is not for younger listeners or sensitive ears, so we'll give you a moment to leave the room. Joining us for Global Hotness are photographer, cultural curator, native Angolan, and Kizamba instructor, Cesar Wilson. He is joined by Ken Amario and Annette Austin of the Black Diamond Elite Steppers. These world champion steppers have over 35 years of collective dance training and teaching experience. In addition to stepping, they teach bachata, line dancing, and salsa. And now, Cesar, Ken, and Annette are here to bring us Kizamba. Cesar, Ken, and Annette, thank you so much for joining us. So what's Kizomba? And why Kizomba and why now? Kizomba and Kimbundu, which is um, one of the national languages in Angola, is, uh, means celebration, means party. So Kizomba basically happens every day when somebody is born, when somebody gets married. It's basically a gathering of people to celebrate something. And how did the war in Angola impact the spreading or of, of Kizumba? Well, I hate to say this, but I believe the war benefit uh, Kizomba dancers or benefit the world, actually, to get involved with Kizomba. The fact that we were close to the world for 30 years, uh, people were forced to leave or flee the country because of the war. So if we didn't have war... I don't think we would have migration of people in the diaspora, and maybe we would not be talking about Kizomba today because we would still keep it for us. So the, the reason that people went to Portugal first because it was like the, the trampoline or the first place because of the language, because Angolans mostly speak Portuguese, and they would go to Europe first, and then from there they would start spreading to the other parts of, of Europe. So, but the fact that they were keeping it uh, a cultural thing. They were not sharing, they were not teaching, they were not doing any of that. But the fact that then they start dating other people, making new friends, inviting them to the community, then people realize they have a treasure there that they should be sharing. That's what we're doing. We're getting everybody together, all races, all nationalities, you know, just getting together to uh, enjoy the kind of party that we do and the dance from Angola. So when people look at Kizamba, um, and there'll be videos linked to the Full Body Frequency Facebook page. They're often taken aback by the sheer sexiness of the body movements. For example, um, and you may want to talk about this, Annette, in terms of the women's styling or the swinging, and there's a term, is it, is it Jenga? Jenga. Jenga. So that in itself is incredible, and in, in particular if you have an ample behind or bottom, <laughs> as one would say. But, but people are sometimes taken aback by that. So is it, is it truly sexual or is it just sensual? It's actually just sensual. And Cesar and I were just having a conversation about that. Um, I think some of the videos that people look at on YouTube, um, they provide a lot of sexiness to it because they want you to look at it. They want you to say, hey, I'm teaching this dance. I have this class. Or look at me. Look what I can do. And that's great, but that's really not the naturalness of Kizomba. It's really a natural dance. The styling that you see is great, and that will come after, but that's really not the dance. So it's really a sensual dance. Mm -hmm. But the first thing the women look at is the rolling of the woman's body, and they go, oh, I want to do that, because that's just natural for us to want to do when we see it. But that's really not the dance in Kizomba. It's really just a simple, basic dance. And it's beautiful when you see it done 
uh, when we received the dance from Angola, we put our own flavor into it. So it's it's meant to be a close dance. It's meant to be sensual, uh, sexual. I don't think the people feel that. I think that some people, when their initial reaction when you see the videos, it tends to be of a sexual nature. You think, oh, my God, it's a lot going on there. I think once you learn the history of Kazomba and once you start to learn the dance and the movements, then you learn that it's not so sexual. It is just sensual. It's about listening to the music and following your partner and enjoying those movements and the music all together. And, it, and that's when it becomes sensual because that's what Kazomba is. It's a sensual dance, and it's meant to be that way. It's full body frequency. Visible, viable, voluptuous radio. Stay tuned. While cutting molding with a 12-inch dual compound miter saw, while holding a newborn baby in your arms, when face-to-face with a congregation of alligators, with the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line. There are a million places you'd never consider texting. So why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey Kane here, asking you to please stop the text. And together, we can stop the wrecks. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstoprex.org. Hey, what's up? Holla at your boy. XOXOXO. You getting these texts? Question mark. Where are you? What are you doing? OMG, you are making me mad. You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at that'snotcool.com. That'snotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I'm Sarah. I'm Ellen. One night, I was at a bar. One night, I was at a bar. I had one too many drinks. I had one too many drinks. I got behind the wheel. I got a cab. A squirrel ran across the road. A squirrel ran across the road. I swerved. The cab swerved. I hit a guy. The cabbie just missed a guy. I wish I took a cab. Thank goodness I took a cab. You have the choice to save a life. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. You're listening to Full Body Frequency. I'm Laura Rice. Joining me today are Cesar Wilson, Ken Amario, and Annette Austin, cultural curators and Kizamba instructors. Again, we're talking sensuality and personal pleasure. This conversation is not for younger listeners or sensitive ears. Discretion is advised. For those who may have missed it earlier, what is Jenga? Well, Jenga is basically a walk. Jenga has to do with the motion of your body or the way you walk. So it's basically... They call, in Portuguese, it's called cadeira, which is the, that part of your hips. So it's how you move your hips. So basically, if you walk in any dance, if you pay attention, you don't have forcefully to make the jinga uh, pop up. If you do your basic, with the time, your jinga becomes stronger. So Cesar, are there different styles of, of kazumba to dance in different situations? Well, I would say that there's different dances among the Angolan uh, culture. So okay. Semba is where the Kizomba came from. So it depends on the mood. It depends on what you're singing. It depends on the story of, of, of the song that the tempo would change, but still Semba, a fast Semba, or a slow Semba. So okay. the way you dance is basically... Uh, the difference between Kizomba and Semba is Semba has more breaks than Kizomba. Kizomba is a more smoother dance, even though the foundation is Semba, but Kizomba is, is more soft, smooth, and Semba has a lot of more, more break. 
there is a degree of intimacy or trust that develops between partners across the board. And in the classes that you all teach, everyone dances with one another. Women dance with men, and women dance with women in terms of lead as you're, as you're learning the dance. Yes. Well, really talk about the, the social nature of this dance specifically, and, and dances like it. Oh, well, I think the partner dancing socially, it's a perfect way to bring people together. Mm -hmm you know, a following lead together to learn something new, especially with Kazomba. It's such a new dance. And Kazomba, because you have to, because women have to submit themselves to their partner, I think that's what brings, um, I think that's what people like the most about it because it's something new, something new they have to learn. Whereas with other dances, the partner has their, uh, the lead has their part, the follow has their part, and you know what you're supposed to be doing. And Kazomba, the woman has to totally submit and follow what their partner is giving them. And you have to listen to the music, and you just have to go with it. It's a freestyle dance. Although in class we teach, um, we teach a certain way just so that you can get the movements and the steps. For the most part, what you're doing is you're enjoying the music and enjoying your partner. So socially, it's, um, it's a way for people to get to know each other, especially in different cultures. Mm -hmm. We have a, a, an event that we do every Friday and we have people of different ethnicities out doing this dance, and we're all enjoying it because it's something new to all of us. Well, Ken, this, this is especially for you. Okay. What are some of the ways that women can relax or prepare to follow their partner's leads, to, to submit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to point this at me. <laughs> all right, well, um, what I like to tell people or the uh, follows, to just let go. Close your eyes and let go. Let him help you interpret the music the way he hears it mm. because that's basically what's going on. You are allowing him to give you his interpretation of how the music is going, how the dance is danced. So every dance you'll get won't be the same. Every song won't be the same dance because he'll be interpreting the sounds, the rhythms, the, the vocals, you know, all of that. So... When you close your eyes, you can't see. You you just allow yourself to get swallowed up by that that passion of that dance. So now, that being said, being mm -hmm. swallowed up, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I understand that it takes some time for women to get used to following the yeah. men. So, what's the, the the range of time that it normally takes for a woman to to really submit? Well, I I think it depends on the woman. Okay. You know. Yeah. Uh, with anything, any dance, it'll depend on the person. Because if you are a person who's used to control, it's sometimes hard to let go of control. Mm -hmm. If you're a person who's used to not being in control, then sometimes it's very easy to allow yourself not to be in control. So it'll all depend on that. And it'll depend on the passion. Because if you know you're a controlling person or a person who needs that control, but you really want to get this dance, you'll let go. It'll teach you to let go. It's almost therapeutic in a way for men and women because men have to learn how to be in control. You might have some men who are not usually in control in their homes or at work or whatever the case is, and they get a chance to experience being in control, and they have to lead it. This is not one of those dances where a woman or the follow can back lead the person. She has to follow. This is not a dance where the guy can allow or be back, back led. He has to lead. He has to learn how to be 
in control of that situation at that time for those three minutes. Three minutes? That's it? Three minutes? That's all he gets. Unless, unless it's a real good mix. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. <laughs> With the dance, women generally wear high heels and tight jeans. and You know, it's all about sensuality. Mm. But men wear gym shoes. Is it just during practice sessions that men wear gym shoes and loose pants? Or is this consistent? Um, my belief is men wear gym shoes for two reasons. One, they're comfortable. Two, we are doing a lot of movements where we use our feet to move the ladies' feet. And I'm sure the women don't want a hard shoe clacking up against their foot, you know, and they're in their nice heels and got their toes out. Loose jeans and um, what do you say, the apparel that the men wear, I think that's a, uh, a cultural thing, a young thing. You know, this is how people dress nowadays. You know, back in the 50s, you know, it was unheard of to come out with, without a hat and a tie. Right. You know, nowadays people want to go out to very fancy places, but they want to wear T-shirts and, and be comfortable. So it's just a reflection of what's going on today. I'm sure once that turns around and people dress up a little more, that will reflect in the dance. The dance is reflective of, of our environment. Now, who dances Kizomba? Married couples, singles? Is this a place to come and meet someone, or do you bring someone to the party? You know, it's, I don't think it's geared to any type of group. You have people who are single that come because they love it, single men, single women. You have married couples. You have couples that are dating. You have people that end up coming to the class as singles, and they meet somebody you know, at the events or at class. I think that it's a great class for everyone, but more importantly, if you're a married couple or a boyfriend, girlfriend, or if you're just partners, it's a great uh, way to have something to spice up you know, your relationship, something that you can do as a couple. It's a, it's a beautiful way for the women to, again, submit to their husband or their partner or the, you know, just so that they can allow that person to lead them. It's a great way for couples to get out and have something to do if they're looking to dance. I mean, Chicago South Stepping and Kazomba are two great partner dances to go out and do something with your mate. Um, it's also a great way to meet people, people from all over the country, you know, that go to big events in, in California, big events in Michigan, big events all over. We're, we're going to try to do a big event here eventually. And people from around the world will come, and you get to meet people you would never get a chance to meet just because of a dance. And mm. that's with all dances, stepping, salsa, everything. Anytime you get to uh, socialize, with something in common. It's like a common language. Dance is just a common language. And and you get to interpret, see how other people interpret the dance and, and just enjoy yourself. So it's just beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It is. It is. So for those folks who are listening who are interested in learning more about mm -hmm. Kizomba uh, and dancing it, and where do they start? And, um, you know, for anyone, because we've got listeners listening across the country, across the world. I do private lessons, but not openly. I mean, I do, for those who really want to have a private lesson, maybe people want to take the Kizomba to a different level, I'll help them to get to that point. But I think Ken and, and Annette are doing a pretty good job giving them the foundation, showing them what the roots of the dance are, and I mean, I have to applaud them for, for doing that. My, my thing is do your research. Do your research. Make sure you check around. If you have three or four instructors, find out wh who they learn from. You know, find out their philosophy on the dance because this dance is, is being taken advantage 
by people who who see the profit that they can make from it, and they're not really uh, true to uh, teaching the dance. They just want to you know get your money and, and run. So do your research, um, watch uh, YouTube videos, and pay attention to the comments. You know, because a lot of times people who dance real kazumba, they'll comment that you know this is not real kazumba. I don't want to be making this about me, but uh, I try to do uh, uh, musicality events sometimes just to allow people to understand what is Kizomba, what is Semba. And the videos normally are not a good source to you to learn how to dance. Mm, if you want to okay. be inspired, great. But if you want to learn, find somebody local. Detroit. L.A. L.A., uh, I believe San Francisco. Indianapolis. Indianapolis, yeah. yeah. And again, you can check Kazuma Chicago even for those different states because we're all fellowshipping with each other because we want to make this such a huge thing. Search out, uh, if you're on Facebook, search out uh, groups that has Kazumba in the name because usually they're, they're the ones who are bringing people into your town or your country, and, and that's the best way to go about it, in my opinion. Cesar? Thank you for stopping by. Ken and Annette, I'll see you in class. Want to learn more about Kizumba and the Black Diamond Elite Steppers and watch some great videos? Just head over to the Full Body Frequency Facebook page. While you're there, don't forget to like us. We'll be right back to Changing Frequencies with Vanessa Brown of Pink Kitty, a store dedicated to intimacy education and novelty. It's the cat's meow. Stay tuned. I think I 
If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Full Body Frequency. This is Laura Rice, and I'm so pleased to have Vanessa Brown, an ordained minister, certified sexologist, and owner of Pink Kitty, a romance and novelty store. Pink Kitty is your one-stop shop for all things related to romance and intimacy, including toys, lingerie, and events, including workshops and at-home product parties. In addition, Brown offers marital and couples counseling. Vanessa, welcome to Full Body Frequency. Most of us know what ministers do, but what do sexologists do? Um, as a sexologist, I um, train, I do intimacy coaching, marital counseling, premarital counseling. Um, I believe that um, intimacy is the key to any relationship, and I think that there's a deficiency in most romantic relationships. So as a sexologist, one of my jobs is to um, and, and not just educate, but also stimulate, get that going. Oh, okay. So which career came first? Uh, I was an ordained minister before I was a certified sexologist. Okay. And do they, well, clearly they intersect, but what motivated or inspired you to add sexologists? I wanted to um, be able to bring people closer together because um, when I got married a long, 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 long time ago, there were about 10 couples that got married like in the same time frame. And of those couples, only two of them are still married. And so it really took an effect on me where I was just like, you know, there's there's something wrong. And then when in having conversations with those, you know, both sides of those couples, I learned that, you know, it wasn't just me that was going through, you know, there's a huge breakdown here. It's it's not just spiritual. It's not just, you know, not being equally yoked. It's being able to communicate with your partner the most intimate details. And so that was why I decided, you know, it's not just the physical aspect. It's also mental and emotional, which, you know, actually being a, a sexologist um, encompasses. So. Mm. so now how does specifically how does Pink Kitty um, figure into both your ministry and your work as a sexologist. Pink Kitty is my ministry, actually, ah, okay. because, um, like I said, my my goal is to keep people together. I'm all about um, relationships, not just you know you having some time to yourself and deciding to you know pleasure yourself, but more importantly, how to extend that you know extra with your partner. So it. It, like Pink Kitty is my ministry. It's all about, you know, like I said, gener- um, creating those relationships, that spiritual, that mental, that emotional, and that physical bond and tying it together. So with those workshops, I do, like I said, premarital counseling as well as intimacy coaching. So it's not just, you know, well, my man wants to do this and I think he's crazy. You know, it's a way of even if you don't agree or you don't understand or you like, where did this come from with your guy, you know, to tell him that it's crazy you know, prohibits him from wanting to share with you other things. So you have to be able to receive it, whether you want to acknowledge it or even go forth in it, but and communicating with your partner in a way that makes him more comfortable or her more comfortable to share other things with you. So, you know, whether you're going to do it or not, minimally don't make them feel like they grew, you know, a third head. So, so basically, Pink Kitty provides the medium through which you provide practical tools. Correct. Okay, so the toys, the, to- the accoutrement. Yes. yes. Okay, great. The and, lingerie. Yeah, and the workshops that I teach are also oral pleasure workshops. So um, I do fellatio and cunnilingus training as well. So, again, you know, trying to keep us, you know, stimulated as well, you know, and, and, and showing us how to, how to do certain things. 
Now, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Full Body Frequency. This is Laura Rice, and I'm speaking with Vanessa Brown, an ordained minister, sexologist, and the owner of the Pink Kitty Romance and Novelty Store. Just want to remind you that this is, this is a conversation for adults and is inappropriate for younger and sensitive ears. So we'll give you a moment, leave the room, and we'll get started again. You're a plus-size woman who's clearly comfortable in your own body and with your own sexuality Absolutely. and sensuality. But there are some of our sisterin who aren't, our plus-size sisterin. So what guidance, advice, and or instructions do you provide specifically to customers and clients who are reluctant to explore their sensual side due to shyness, body consciousness, or lack of a partner? Well, you know, one of the number one things, you know, like you stated, you know, I am a plus-size woman is that, you know, it's it's really important that you don't feel like just because, you know, you have more pounds than the woman that you see on the front cover of Cosmo, that means that you can't experience that sexuality. They're talking about those, you know, 20 great things, you know, to uh, enhance your romance. And you're like, well, um, I can't lift my leg that high. So I sell slings. I have handcuffs that are adjustable, up, you know, to the larger sizes. I sell panties that are one size fit everybody. Like if it can go around your, you know, if you can get it on, then you can put it, you know, you can tie it up. So, you know, I try to make sure that not only am I selling things that are, you know, you typically see at Lover's Lane, but also things that, you know, us plus size women can say, hey, I'm sexy too, watch me work. You know, so I think that's very important for men and women. You know, the guys see the sleeves, they see, you know, the handcuffs, and they're like, I can't get that around my thigh, or, you know, my penis is not, you know, what I saw on Mr. Marcus' video. So, you know, I have the enhancers for the smaller guys. I have, you know, the the um, boxer briefs that go around their waist just as well, you know, with the little elephant trunk. You know, you don't have to just watch everybody else have all the fun. You definitely need to join in. Well, back up for a moment. Now, what is a sleeve? A sleeve, a, ma- a sleeve is a masturbation sleeve that a man actually would lubricate his penis and apply it to his penis and actually masturbate with. Oh, wow. Learning something new. <laughs> so with women that are steeped in their sensuality, I'm assuming a number of your customers are, mm-hmm. what Pink Kitty products do they gravitate towards? Well, um, for the most part, before they see that I have, you know, the other things that go, you know, typically it's like, oh, I want some lotions, I want some potions, I can't fit in that sling. Like I said, but the sling holds up. I have one that holds up to 350 pounds. I have another that holds 500 pounds. I actually used to teach a pole workshop, so my pole holds up to 500 pounds. And like I said, I have the the vibrating panties that, you know, you can wear on date night. He has a ring that he wears on his finger. And he can press the button while you guys are watching a movie and kind of get you get you going before you get back to the car or to the house, wherever you're going to decide. And like I said, they're plus size, so it's like literally they're strings. So all you need is the cloth to hit your special center, and the sides, you know, are stretchable all the way to the end of the room. So that you can definitely fit them. So wow, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So now, speaking of products, you actually brought some of your best-selling products for testing. And I'm going to say this. We're going to test as much as humanly possible (laughs) while we are clothed and on the radio. So this will not be X-rated. Let's get started. So one of the first items that I brought, which I absolutely love and wear during Zumba, don't tell my Zumba instructor, (laughs) is my uh, butterfly uh, Venus butterfly and these ends go actually around your thighs so you would slide it up to your thighs and I'm just going to hold it against you so you can feel it and just turn that remote on 
Oh, and wow. it vibrates at your center. And actually, it helps you burn more calories for those of us that need a little addition to motivate. And that's on high. So if it's a little yeah, intense, yeah, you can turn it down intense. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, this is the, I have it just like on a low throb during Zoom, but it kind of keep my heart rate going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. Okay, let's um, uh, turn that off. <laughs> I love that butterfly Venus. The next thing I have is my, um, actually, door cuffs. So as I stated, you know, they're adjustable. And the way that you would use it, um, the way I heard that some people use it, wink, wink, is they uh, toss one in over the door and they put their wrist inside so that hand is restrained. And then they have another end under the door and they wrap that one around their wrist. And so you get some door play um, with your partner or you can just use both of them on your wrist. So I absolutely love this. Like I said, it's adjustable and it just goes directly around your wrist. Okay, now that comes with instructions, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, okay. <laughs> What's next? Um, so the next thing I have is one of my favorites. I absolutely adore this product. It's called Nympho's Desire. And the reason that I like it so much is because it's not just a regular clitoral stimulant. It doesn't have any parabens, which is the product that everybody was saying prolonged use could cause cancer. Mm -hmm. It's not tested on animals, so, you know, there's not any rabbits walking around with emulation. (laughs) It's perfect for you to put it on your clitoris, and you can use it with a partner or without a partner. With a partner, I like it because after, like, five five minutes or so, the uh, effect kind of wanes, so you're feeling more of your partner than that, that wonderful lubricant that you put on your clitoris, right? Okay. And so, um, but it's also great with a toy because mm -hmm, you can understand if your clitoris is, yeah. Okay, we're going to move on. Okay. And so the next item is one of the things that I talked about earlier. And this is my remote control panties that you can see stretches really, really far. They really are one size fit everybody. And the bullet just goes here in the crotch area. And um, this uh, this is the bullet. And then this is the ring that he wears. So it's very discreet. I've heard, uh, wink, wink, that people have worn them to uh, balls and parties and gone out to the club. And like I said, um, it's wonderful for date night at the movies while you're watching Tyrese. Now, let's just back up for a minute. What is the bullet, just in case people can't, they don't understand it? A bullet is, it's just a vibrating item that is designed to fit over the clit. There are some that you can actually insert um, for stimulation, but for the most part, they're external and they come in different sizes. They look like an egg. Like this one literally looks like a bullet. Right. You know, so. Um, Very small. Yeah. It's wonderful. But because you want it, you know, big things in a small packet. So you want you get that big bang literally in a small packet. So I absolutely adore this. One of the other things that I just wanted to mention because we um, have a short amount of time is I have this extending sleeve. Like I said, um, typically, you know, the average large guy, you know, because I don't want to just center it towards women, the average large guy may need a little help in the size and the girth area. And this is an extender sleeve. So what you would do with this one is put a little bit of lube in it, slide this onto his penis, and it gives him, you know, several more inches. I think this one is uh, four inches four inches more, and then it gives him like two inches in girth more. So you're going to feel, you know, you feel your partner a little bit more. And then for him, it has some added stimuli because it actually has a bullet in it that he's going to be stimulated by while he's wearing it. Just wanted to make sure that I mentioned that. And I have pumps as well, but like I said, I have lingerie. I have this one size fits all. One of the number one things that I hear from women, from plus size women about the stockings that they try to purchase is that they're not their size. Well, these the ones that I brought, the um, the regular queens, go up to a size um, 275 pounds. Okay. So that's a lot. And they go just around your thighs. These are just the thigh highs with the pretty garter with it. So yeah, I have like a lot of um, plus size lingerie that's perfect. Perfect for <laughs> my clients. Nice. Very <laughs> nice. 
So, okay, so now I'm a beginner. I'm not speaking of me, but I'm just saying if you're a beginner, what is the one product or one activity that you would recommend above all else for plus-size pleasure, whether a woman is singled or coupled, and what would those be, the activity and the oh. product? Okay, so um, the number one thing I, re- I would say that a woman should have is a bullet. Mm-hmm. You absolutely want that because you can use that by yourself or with a partner. So like I said, the one that I have with me that comes with the panties is awesome. Or, you know, you can get one that um, has a long string. One of the one of my top sellers is the Bullet Extreme. Like, I can never keep enough of those in. Like, they go like crazy because they're really powerful. So, you know, if you have a little bit more flesh, you know, you need a little bit more stimuli because, you know, you've got the weight that's around it. So, um, yeah, the Bullet Extreme is awesome. And I also recommend that every woman has a pheromone product. So um, I actually brought you a pheromone product. Woohoo! It's my shimmering um, body lotion. And I think that every woman should have it. I know a lot of people are like, you know, what is a pheromone? A pheromone is a hormone that you naturally release for sexual energy. And um, it attracts. It's an attractant. And um, it's naturally released at the base of your wrist, behind your knee, behind your neck, and where your curly hair grows. <clears throat> okay. So, um, obviously, if you shave your curlies, then you release more pheromones. So then your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. So um, I brought you our, uh, my number one selling body shimmer, which is a shimmer lotion that contains a pheromone. And I bought you the shave crane to help you, you know, bring all the boys to the yard. And um, uh, I think I dropped in some uh, clitoral stimulant in there for you oh, as wonderful. well. Wonderful. And the scent that, Ooh, that the, yes, pink really cupcake, good. yes, yeah. absolutely awesome. Do not lick it. Okay. <laughs> good, good advice there. Good advice. Good advice. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for joining us on Full Body Frequency. For more information on Vanessa Brown, the Pink Kitty, or anything else you've heard on today's show, please visit the Full Body Frequency Facebook page or send us some listener love via fullbodyfrequency at gmail.com. Before we end this party, I leave you with this week's plus one, which comes from today's guest, Vanessa Brown. Pink Kitty was founded on the belief that our relationships determine the course of our lives. The key to being happy is knowing what makes me happy and creating it for myself. So my relationship with me must be at the forefront of my choices. Until next time, tune into your own full body frequency where large is luscious living. <laughs>